everybody. Welcome to Elder Speak, the official podcast of ElderGeek.com. You're listening to issue number 44. I'm your host, Randy, and as always, I've got Gavin with me from the news. Hi, Gavin. Yo. Yo. And, and as a special guest, back from... Uh, Mots, what are you back from? Are you back from anything, or are you just back from hiatus? Well, uh, well yeah, I was. Uh, I originally left the podcast uh, to uh, to pursue uh, shooting people, uh, but... Um, but uh, that didn't turn out too great, so I came back, and I've been back for a couple of months now, but this is my first podcast again, so... Yeah. Yay! Welcome back, dude. Welcome back, and hopefully we're going to be able to pimp out a little bit of your your uh, upcoming feature, which is going to be a part of our second half of the show, which is going to be about peripheral gaming and motion gaming and... and um, you know our our uh, trials and tribulations and our and our old man fears of them. But um, <laughs> before we get into that, let's uh, let's dabble into some news. Gavin, what uh, what good happened this week? Well, let's start with something less less than good. Why, why don't we? Um, <laughs> Ubisoft has been having a lot of trouble with its recent DRM issues, especially with its most recent games. And last weekend, not this past weekend, but the weekend before, some of its most high-profile releases, including Assassin's Creed 2 and Silent Hunter 5, wouldn't work even with legitimate copies. The reason this uh, the reasons was this was is because these games on the PC require constant internet access, and for some reason. Um, there was a malfunction over the weekend that had even legitimate copies unplayable. The the account wanted access and the game wouldn't start. And so, of, of course, we've been suffering the firestorm ever since then, but it's caused Ubisoft to rethink some DRM issues, and it's just brought more DRM hate to the to the light. Do you guys have any thoughts on this? I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Mots. I'm, 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 su- I'm surprised you choose to say even legitimate copies as if we'd care if Knowledge in the copies didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean that's the whole point of DR. Uh, that's the whole point of this DRM front for Ubisoft is to, um, uh, sin- with internet access, you would think just you know the illegitimate copies wouldn't work, but even <laughs> legitimate copies with people that were signing on to actual accounts and working with that didn't work with this uh, recent malfunction. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually really a shame, and and uh, it wasn't isolated to just last weekend either. I've I've been hearing reports even that today, um, what the hell day is today? Today is March 16th. That uh, there was a ton of people that were actually having issues with that as well. Um, and uh, other companies are actually coming forward and, and talking about it. Um, Valve actually came forward, and they were like, we mm. you know we we don't really. Uh, stand by that practice. We we feel that you know rewarding our paying customers is the better way to go. And I I can't help but think that that's very um, ironic or uh, just a funny statement in general. Since Valve was the creator of one of the first big PC DRM beasts that everybody cried out about. Well, True. yeah, on Valve games, if you if you have a, a Valve game that you bought through Steam. Uh, or not a battle game, any game you bought through Steam, basically, uh, that has a single-player and multiplayer component, uh, and you have to launch it through Steam, if you don't have an internet connection, uh, there's some sort of bug where a certain percentage of the games can't be played, even though they say they should be played, should be able to, you know. Yeah, uh, yep. So, uh, among others, uh, Battlefield Bad, Co- Bad Company 2. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm, I bought mine directly through EA. I'm kind of glad now. But... <laughs> But yeah, so DRM, you know, it's it's constantly going to be, you know, a lot of people are going to be seeing it as them punishing their good customers, and then uh, pirates are just going to be seeing it as a new challenge um, for for them to overtake. I, I I am all for 
um, companies trying to protect their digital rights, but uh, I think we're reaching the point where it's going to be doing more harm than good. Yeah, I think, but, uh, I, I'm just going to say that, uh, you know, you're right. They really should protect it. And the bottom line is if, if they're going to survive, uh, if, if PC gaming is going to survive, this is probably what's going to need to be done. You know, wow. cause, yeah, because, you know, pirating, the basic only foolproof way of ensuring that, that uh, pirating is, you know, crippled substantially is just requiring constant internet connection. Yeah. Well, speaking of PC survival, let's talk about OnLive, shall we? OnLive, yes. the cloud gaming sphere that would um, allow you to play really high-quality games on a not-so-high-quality PC, is now set for a June launch. That is this June 2010, 17th, to be specific. We got a lot of information on it from the Game Developers Conference this week, or last week. And so if you want to pick up the OnLive micro console, as it is, it's going to require a fourteen ninety-five monthly fee. Or, of course, uh, they've also been negotiating other payment plans. and But it's got major publishers behind it. We're talking Ubisoft, EA, T- uh, THQ, Take-Two, and Warner Brothers. And it's going to launch this June with Assassin's Creed 2, Prince of Persia, The Forgotten Sands, and a personal uh, hyped game for me, Metro 2033. Uh, and just uh, keep it posted to Elder Geek come uh, E3, because we're probably going to see a lot more of it towards then, since it's the show runs right before its launch. You guys excited? Uh, believe it or not, yeah. Yeah, I kind of am. I think, uh, I, I love physical copies, but, uh, uh, cloud computing and, and, uh, yeah, um, software as a service is going to be the way of the future for a lot of things. And it's not going to be just with video games either. Um, I think in the future, in the very, very near future, we're going to be seeing programs like, um, Adobe, the Adobe Creative Suite. Um, I'm trying to think of any other like larger things like Microsoft Office. Those are going to become service-based programs where you will pay for a subscription to use it online through a cloud computing-based system to to use those programs. Um, physical hard copies installing onto people's beastly home computers is sadly going to be going away a bit. Well, I mean, another point of this is just there are large parts of the world uh, where I live, for example, in Norway, that do not have a game rental service. And if they can bring this uh, to those parts of the world before the eventual game rental service comes, it's basically a neat replacement. I mean, for me to be able to uh, pay 15 bucks a month and then play whatever game I want, that's just not a reality I can I, I can have right now. I mean, I have to play, pay the full price for basically everything. So yeah. it's... it's uh, And, you know, the full price in Norway is uh, pretty much double the full price in America, so gets quite expensive. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to this, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's it's going to be good. And uh, people were saying that, uh, you know, we phys- physically do not have the infrastructure to handle it. But I, I think Cisco actually just announced recently that uh, they've developed or are about to release, um, I think, for, please forgive me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's 300 terabytes per second uh, routers, routers that can handle 300 terabytes per second transfer speeds. Um, that is sexy. Yeah, that is sexy. Now that is not for the end user. That is for you know their their um, you know uh, their internet provider hubs. So your Comcasts and your Verizons and stuff like that. They will have those. But in the end, that speed is going to be you know much faster to the users at home. So in in the very very near future, yeah, we we will have the infrastructure to run that. 
And, I mean, uh, all of Scandinavia already has that infrastructure uh, with fiber cables to basically private homes and uh, across uh, large land distances. But um, uh, the major, you know, uh, hurdle I think you guys have to get over is, you know, I, I don't know if you guys at all have uh, limitless downloads on your subscriptions, but uh, from what I understand, lot, you know, most of the... Uh, the available uh, connections subscriptions in America have a download cap where you have to pay for each uh, gigabyte you go over it. I uh, no, I think I have unlimited uh, download stuff, and and uh, I I would be one of those people that would probably uh, reach and breach that cap if there was one. So I personally don't have one, um, but that's not to say that some services don't don't cap their their downloads and stuff. So. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Mons, can you say gigabyte again? <laughs> well, you know, I'm Norwegian. <laughs> I was trying to get him to say nuclear vessels the other day. <laughs> awesome, awesome. What do you say we got, uh, We talk about Rock Band for a bit, guys? We've got a lot of news coming from Harmonix um, this past week. Um, we got a we got confirmation that Rock Band 3 is in development, nothing beyond that. <laughs> and we have a release date for Green Day Rock Band. And that will also be coming out this um, this summer, June 8th. So just uh, a week before online hits, and of course all the same all the same platforms. So it's going to be a lot like the Beatles rock band with an experience tailored to the band. But the most important news coming out of rock band for me this week was that four Lady Gaga tracks, including the Eric Cartman cover of Poker Face, is coming to rock band. Glory, <laughs> glory, hallelujah! Go ahead, Gavin, okay. take it away. I, I have nothing to add to that. I I really I don't either. I mean, just that's brilliance. That's 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 gonna be one of the highest downloads the rock the music store has ever seen, ever since they put up Portal for free. The Still Alive song. Mats, you got any thoughts on it? Well, I know you just love Lady Gaga. Oh yeah, that's just my favorite artist. Uh, uh, I'm 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 a young guy, but I'm too old for that shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, one thing I do want to comment on is the whole rock band Green Day uh, thing. Uh, and uh, what it, on Dice 2010, Bobby Kodak sort of went up on stage and had his little talk, and he basically said, "Sorry for pretty much destroying the music genre uh, with with splitting up the two major uh, developers." And just when are these guys going to learn? You can't go around making a thousand versions of the same game. You're just going to deplete the market. Uh, but saturate, oversaturate the market. So it's, yeah. I Yeah, I kind of agree. Yeah, they, they definitely are kind of oversaturating, or they did oversaturate the market quite a bit. Um, but I think that it's probably going to be leveling out again. I think people are going to be interested in another rock band. You know, if they provide... Maybe something a little bit more, um, and also maybe some better tracks. But well, you know, look at this though. Uh, everyone thought that uh, the Beatles rock band was just going to sell like hotcakes. It didn't. It actually sold really poorly, uh, which is a huge surprise because you know if you can't sell the Beatles, then what <laughs> the fuck can you sell? So <laughs> you have a point. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Um, I, I don't know, but. I, I, I agree. Uh, you, bring up, you bring up a good point, Randy, though. Um, what can Rock Band 3 or Green Day Rock Band bring to the table that's new enough to invigorate the market that they've pretty much oversaturated, even though most of that's on Activision's side? I think, 
personally, I think Green Day might be the, um, I don't know, out of the, out of the two bands, and I'm probably going to get crucified for saying this, but out of the two bands, I think Green Day might be the more marketable uh, band to video game players than Beatles uh, rock band would be. Just because of the age age range alone, you know? That makes mm-hmm. sense. And yeah. uh, and to take away the controversy from you, I'll say that I prefer Green Day to the Beatles. <laughs> wow, so you you I, I are totally you. getting you are totally getting you. crucified now. <laughs> I am, I am, because I I don't like the Beatles. Never liked them. Don't like their music. Damn hippies. What I want what I want to see is like a rock band Muse or something. But uh, I don't <laughs> that's think... never gonna happen, Mots. Uh, Come on, they're too busy making good music and and you know fulfilling their actual <laughs> career. Yeah. yeah. True. That's that's gonna oh. happen right after we get Daft Punk uh, DJ Hero, which is not gonna happen. Sad. Wait, that did happen. I, I, I'm I'm playing DJ Hero right now, and they have like 80, 18, I think, unique mixes. That's that's so. that's not that's not enough, Mox. You realize this? <laughs> you know, it's not enough. You don't you you don't you don't play Daft Punk until you have the 2007 Alive tour, the all 40 tracks on there. You know this, Mox. You know this. <laughs> it's all about discovery, man. It's all about discovery. <laughs> but I think we're getting off track right now. Um, yeah, so keep that, keep it tuned to whatever details arise. We're probably going to see more again, more towards E3 in June. And everyone must go out and get the Eric Cartman cover of Poker Face because it is awesome. But we are uh, moving on. Um, we are moving on to another little pleasant thing. It's um, Monkey Island 2, LeChuck's Revenge Special Edition. Now, if, if everyone could be quiet, if ever, do you hear that faint sound? That that little sound in the corner of your that's Elliot. That's that's our Elliot screaming Lee <laughs> over in Indianapolis or wherever he lives. DC. <laughs> yeah, sure. Same, same thing. I'm California. You're all you're all non-California. <laughs> but and actually, this one's coming to the PlayStation Network. If you guys recall that the original Monkey Island Special Edition came to Xbox Live Arcade and PC, this one will be coming to Xbox Live, PlayStation Network, PC, and the iPhone. Good. And it's coming with the HD revamp. It's coming with the full voiceover. And it's also coming with full um, control over Guybrush instead of the point-and-click interface. And also you're going to get some developer commentary, kind of like what you have with most of Valve's games. So a lot more content this time around, and it's a much longer game. So even I could probably say I might pay 10 bucks for it. You guys, any thoughts? I, I honestly oh, might, I might pay the 10 bucks for it. Yeah, I... I like supporting stuff like this. It's a good quality game, and to be honest with you, the the old style action uh, or adventure uh, genre, um, I like it. I want to see kind of more of it, and hopefully, you know, supporting developers like this will kind of send that message. This is a definite buy for me for iPhone. Uh, this is just this screams iPhone for me, and uh, yeah, I, I'm loving it. Rock on. Yeah. Any other thoughts before we move on? We're pretty. Uh, we're wrapping this one up pretty tight. <laughs> Are we running out of news topics? It has been a no, little bit of a no, slow I, week. No, actually, we have plenty more. In fact, oh. let's move on to another one. Let's move on to Deus Ex Human Revolution, the sequel that pretty much everyone's been looking forward to that has taste and has finally been revealed via trailer. Very hyped. Square Enix Publishing. It looks amazing. And, yeah, that's pretty much what we got on it so far. I mean, um, nothing uh, nothing specified in terms of a release window, but it's going to be coming to the PC PlayStation 3 and 360. You guys see the trailer? You guys interested? Yep. Uh, hell yes. Um, Deus Ex is just... I don't understand why they didn't do more of these games, especially now with, with you know, uh, games, you know, these sort of cross-genre games on the rise. This just makes perfect sense to me. So, yeah, I'm really exciting. excited. 
Um, do you want to you hear what I'm afraid of? What are you I'm, afraid of? I, I'm afraid of Square. I really am. I, I don't... I have not played Final Fantasy thirteen yet, so please, everybody out there, don't don't shoot me in the face. You can shoot me anywhere else. But um, uh, I'm kind of afraid of Square. Like, anything that's non-Final Fantasy related that Square's been doing lately, I've been a little disappointed in. Well, they did. They did publish Ar- Arkham Asylum in Europe. Oh, really? Yeah, they were uh, Square Enix. Yeah. Did they not know that. Oh, no, they did not. No? My copy says I does. Huh. It was around the time they did, they did, uh, um, they did acquire the Eidos brand. Huh. I think, I think they did that in Japan and Asia. Oh, Japan. Uh, See, I'm yeah. sorry. Mixed up my regions again. Very Californian. <laughs> they're all the same if they're not in California. That's why we have you on, Monch. You remind us there's a world of foreigners <laughs> that we don't really pay attention to most of the time. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of particularly thinking of that game Order of War that they did when they, they were leaking all those, those, uh, all those pictures and stuff, and that game looked juicy, even for like a real-time strategy game. Um, but it just was crap when it came out. So that's that's kind of why I'm a little bit afraid of it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm in the same boat as you. Just anything Square Enix that's not Final Fantasy has never really hit home with me. Uh, with the exception, it has, in, it has in the past with Kingdom Hearts and stuff like that, but uh, but just. Recently, they've just fallen flat. Yep, yep. So that's our thoughts. You have no <laughs> points to add on that. Nope. You guys, you guys summed up some pretty good points. I got nothing to add. Let's move on to another game then. Um, uh, another sequel to a fan favorite. This time, Black Stuart's Black's very hyped first-person shooter. It's being produced um, by the new Guildford Studios of Codemasters, and it's not necessarily related to Black, but same developer, same kind of style. It's called Body Count, and we're going to be getting it early 2011 for the PS3 and 360. You guys have any uh, hopes or anything on it? I never played the first one, so I'm not really too into it. Uh, me neither. I, I can't say I've played it. I'm sorry. You both fail. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. All right, fine. All right. You guys haven't played. Let's go back to one of our recurring topics and let's go back to uh, Vince Lampella and Jason West those of course are the recently fired heads of Infinity Ward by Activision for being insubordinate they have been signed by Creative Artist Agency which is a Hollywood based talent agency which means now they're pretty much at a prime position to pick up any job in either film or games that they want so these guys were a a much sought after property and Creative Artist nailed them so what do you guys think is next for Zampella and West? EA. You think EA? Yeah, I think they're going going back to uh, to uh, what's the, what's the game? Uh, the game they did first uh, before Call of Duty, uh, Medal of Honor. Mm. I think that'd be awesome. <laughs> Just sticking into Activision right away, you know. <laughs> it would be an interesting career move, Randy. Yeah. I, I'm gonna go off on a crazy limb here. I'm gonna do like the insane prediction that'll never come true, but if it comes true, everybody's gonna be like, "Dude, that guy's like." Freaking Nostradamus or something. I will predict that they direct the next, or I'm sorry, direct the upcoming 24 movie. Bam! How's that for a wild <laughs> prediction? Yeah, that's wild, all right? <laughs> <clears throat> okay. What those games? Honestly, the last two. Honestly, the last two uh, video game. The last two Modern War or Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2 played so much like episodes of 24. It wasn't even funny. I thought they were going from Michael Bay. 
Yeah, or Black I hope they don't. I would prefer they go and, you know, do 24 movies than anything related to Michael Bay. But again, that's re- weird-ass Randy for you. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, if, you, uh, if you do... Just, if you, go ahead. I, I've never actually uh, watched more than five minutes of 24 without throwing up, so... Um, <laughs> I mean, I had a real big problem with the plot of of, uh, of Modern Warfare 2 just because, you know, they have, like, 17 twists, and they, none of them make any sense. So yeah, that's 24. Have... <laughs> really? that's, that's 24. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. That's well, if, if Randy's prediction come true, every, everyone listening to this owes him 50 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Just for the sheer unlikeliness of it. But what do you say we round up the news this week with a, cup, uh, with a pair of Xbox 360 rumors? Sound good? Sure, why not? Rumor number one, not too much of a stretch, Gears of War 3 in April 2011, which means we're going to be hearing about it April of this year, and it's going to be majorly pushed in E3 2010. Yeah. Does sound pretty uh, pretty obvious? Yeah. Yep. To go on? Yeah, that, I think I think anybody could have predicted that one. Okay. I think actually, I think this isn't the first time we've heard about this, is it? Because I, I, seem, I seem to recall someone mentioning... Uh, the inside on an inside source, someone saying, saying that it would be early, uh, early, um, well, we or had, mid, we had, early or mid uh, 2012. Well, we had some like um, some developer off quoting a possibility at TGS for last year, but beyond that, I don't think we really had anything this specific or at least this concrete. This is coming in from Edge Magazine, which is a uh, pretty well-respected source, even if they're a bit assholeless in their review department. Yeah, they have good features, though. So yeah, indeed. So <laughs> it's Edge. So trust it as you will. We'll keep you posted if anything else happens. Our other rumor is less predictable and may have more of an industry stir. This me, um, there is a rumor that Insomniac, creators of PlayStation 3 exclusives like Ratchet and Clank and and, and Resistance. Infamous. Oh, Resistance. Resistance. Sorry. Yes, Resistance. Uh, Infamous is Sucker Punch. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Resistance and Ratchet and Clank may be coming not exclusive to 360, but maybe opening up to multi-platform games. And this is coming from IGN's trusted source. So, I gotta, I gotta think they have a contract with Sony, saying they have to produce so and so many exclusive games for them. Could it be running out? Yeah, I was gonna say it might be running out, buddy. Yeah, maybe. Because they have been making some damn good games, but they have not been making the sales that they deserved. You know. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't. Yeah, I see them going over to do 360 games as well, and and I think 360 owners should be happy about that. I do, I do think that as well. But I mean, when you look at it, really, can they compete on the 360? Can they compete yeah. with Halo and the Gears of Wars? Yeah, definitely, dude. Absolutely, absolutely. It, um, especially with Ratchet and Clank, they have a younger market, which the 360 can't, it doesn't even have hopes of um, collecting at their current software library. Mm. I mean, and a new any new platform, regardless of how much they sell, is still new funds. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. There's just no way you. Um, Unless you know they literally package shit in a box, they're gonna they're gonna easily recoup the multi multi platform development cost by just opening up to 360 or hell even just PC. Yeah, I'd like to see PC actually. That'd be awesome. Well, um, I guess we're, <laughs> uh, I guess regardless of what's happening, we're all excited. Fabulous day, Kalukale. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Should we tell them? Should we tell them the the latest news about Sam Fisher being on Twitter? It's really important. No. No, it's really important. No, we're not. He's I'm friends. Sorry, he's sorry. friends no, with classified. Classified. I'm sorry. That's classified. <laughs> no. Nobody else thought that that was like really stupid. That Sam Fisher is gonna be like tweeting stuff. Wouldn't like the world's most secret super fucking agent not be like pointing out like, I'm totally on Twitter. Shh, don't tell nobody. 
I think Although there's you... uh, some other some other game uh, game characters have been on Twitter though, haven't they? <laughs> yeah. No, that was, that was actually a joke I posted. Which, if you guys want to see it, it's pretty funny. Go to uh, collegehumor.com and look for video game character tweets. It's it tweets. It's pretty funny. Like with uh, like Sonic tweeting about going out with Knuckles and Tails leaving fifty messages like, "Why won't you let me come?" <laughs> I did read those. Those are good. That's funny. This is that's funny. Sam Fisher's sad. You it see is. The, you, you see the uh, the difference there. It is a little yeah. sad, but I'm following him. I'm like one of 35 people that are following him. It's it's like um. So... Uh oh. Whoa. Well, anyway, that was that that's was Gavin. Oh, Gavin, go ahead and say that again. It's like somewhat. It's like Old Snake using 50 tweets to talk uh, to explain some simple plot point. It's like no, it's it shouldn't happen. It, this is not necessary. I hate you. <laughs> like, I don't want to, like, get a buzz on my phone and, like, pick it up and it's like, message from Twitter. Metal Gear. It's like, no, I don't need that. That was really good. I mean, you, you can have it from the studio. Just don't give me this stupid, like, oh, the character's tweeting. tweeting. It's like, I really don't give a shit. That doesn't need to happen. I don't, that, my, my extension of disbelief does not extend that far. Oh, I'm I... Sorry. I, I believe it, because he's following Douchey McDouchebag. I'm following Douchey McDouchebag, and I'm not even on Twitter. It must be true. <laughs> you just had to slip that in, didn't you? I had to. It is the most important <laughs> part of that of that whole post. He's Thank following you. Douchey McDouchebag. But anyway, that about Thank rounds it up for our news this week, right? <laughs> yes. I'm very sad that we round up on that, but yes, it we're done on news, guys. <laughs> Hey Elder Geeks, got an idea for the site? Or do you have a topic that you'd like for us to talk about on Elderspeak? Be sure to drop us a suggestion on either the forums or by sending an email to info at elder-geek.com. Hey everybody, welcome back from break, and uh, welcome to the second half of the show, where, as always, pants are optional. Uh, this time around, we're going to be talking about motion gaming, and um, Gavin actually has been holding back on a little bit of news um, from the first half of the show about uh, about some bigger motion gaming news that, that's come out. So, uh, Gavin, why don't, why don't you start us off and, and tell us what uh, what hit this week? Wait, only the second part of the show is pants optional? Uh, Yeah, the first half is shirts optional, and oh, okay. switch, yeah. Okay, sorry, a bit, bit confused. All right. All right, for in terms of the news I've held back, it's the biggest news out of GDC coming from the Sony keynote. They finally revealed their final name and their final marketing push for their motion controller. Any you guys ready for the name? Yes. Okay, keep in mind, we've had the Arc, we've had the Gym, and we've had the Wand amidst the hundreds and thousands of fan, uh, fan request names. And Sony narrowed in and chose Move. Yay. The name of their controller, I, I, I will repeat, is Move. Yeah, it's something that you yell at somebody that on a crowded subway that's not that's you know standing in the way of the door. That's evidently awesome. So, yeah, evidently Sony's trying to corner the retard market. Just Move. I, I, I don't think they could have found a more self-explanatory name. But regardless no, of your name but, choice, they were able to demo a lot of interesting material, um, a lot of alpha alpha footage for games. They demoed, um, you know, their their Wii, their Wii Two, their uh, Me Too stuff. They got a Sports Champion, which is a Wii Sports ripoff. They have Move Party, which is a WarioWare kind of uh, mix of mini games, and they have Motion Fighter, a self-explanatory boxing sim, Gladiator, which is a self-explanatory fighting sim, and they also had a couple of their existing properties like SOCOM 4 
and Little Big Planet uh, with motion uh, with motion compatibility. In Little Big Planet, you can move platforms, raise elevators, and such. And in SOCOM, it's a completely different um, compatible um, controller input in addition to the regular DualShock. So a lot of interesting stuff from Move, and this kind of is a nice segue into our discussion of motion controls in general. You guys have any thoughts on Move in particular? Well, on Move, first of all, I just want to say that um, I think the name is smart. I, I think, uh, I mean, for us, for the hardcore gamers, it's not as uh, singy, but it does uh, appeal to casuals, I think, more than uh, Wand or Arc would. Yeah, um, like I said, they're I cornering think, the retard market. I think you're right, yeah. I, I, you know what? I'm going to agree with Mots. I don't know if it, it would be the if it would be the total dummy market. It would be the uh, the absolutely uninformed market. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm hard up to find the difference between those two. But go ahead. <laughs> um, I'm just I'm sorry. I'm evil. Don't um, take everything I give. <laughs> I also want to comment on. Uh, I mean, I think it's wrong to call it a ripoff in terms of uh, games like uh, uh, Move Champion or or uh, I guess Move Sports or whatever. Uh, it just, um, to me, um, that's like calling every FPS a ripper of, of the previous one. I mean, it just makes sense for the platform. Okay, yeah, I mean, there's enough, just... there's enough common sense there. I mean, yeah. but um, really, the the compilation, the compilation of the types of games that they're doing really kind of um, brings Wii Sports to mind. Not just in the basic kind of uh, sense. I mean, they're going game for game practically with what we've seen so far. I mean, they got mm. table tennis. They got uh, archery. They got. I'm pretty sure that's in golf somewhere. I mean, this is all stuff that Nintendo not only has has in Wii Sports, but is hyped. Because I remember last year's E3, that was one of the things they were talking about is the accuracy of archery. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a, li- it's a little bit more than just having a mini game compilation. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's a really really great <laughs> move on uh, on Sony's part. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> see what I, I, did? I get it. You see I what I did it. there? You see? Yeah. So anyway, you're, you're not supposed to say there, you know. You're just you're supposed to say there. There? <laughs> Haven't you heard the internet meme? You see what I did? There? No. All right. Okay. I'm I missed on that one. I'm I'm sure there's probably a lot of people that are being like, you know, that's stupid. Speaking of internet memes, uh, you know, getting off topic for two seconds. I'm really tired of that tra la 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 one already. Really tired of it. See that one I haven't seen. Oh yeah, you'll you'll see a lot of that one coming soon. So anyway, um, I think it was an excellent move on Sony's behalf. Uh, you know, actually adding this on, um, because there are a lot of people right now that just own their uh their Sony PlayStation threes as Blu-ray players alone, and um, you know, a lot of people that are also probably a bit on the fence for buying a Wii because they don't want to have two game consoles in their house or something along those lines. But having, you know, something that they can just add on to their PlayStation 3 or, or, or something that, uh, you know, something that furthers the functionality of their PlayStation 3 besides Netflix and, and Blu-ray playing and stuff like that, casual gaming is going to be huge among, you know, non-hardcore gamers, among the casual gaming audience. Yeah, also, I mean, even to the casuals, graphics are important. Uh, I mean, just look at the, the hype and sales crisis got just because of the, the, uh, the graphics. And, you know... Uh, Nintendo has for a while now said that we're not going to do a Wii HD in a while, and Sony is basically saying "fuck you, we'll do it." So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and you know what? Honestly, there even though I, there are people out there that that say they really don't care about graphics, I think a lot of people, if they yeah. saw the two of them side by side, if they were going to a Best Buy and they were like, 
hey, this is your big 1080p, you know, television, and this is what your Wii is going to look like, and this is what a Move is going to look like, because they will have, you know, these things on display, I'm sure. People mm. will probably pick up a Move, you know, uh, based on appearances. Well, well and the price. That's not just to say that the, you know, the increased graphics are, not, are just graphics. I mean, right. um, looking at the... Uh, if you compare, if you compare actually playing the two games from what I've heard, I, none of us were actually at GDC. Thanks, Randy. But, um, <laughs> the, PlayStation, uh, the PlayStation hardware allows for a lot more complex control integration. And yeah, it's going to be a bit of a barrier of entry to newcomers, but with the table tennis in the, uh, for example, in the, uh, move sports, I forget, uh, the sports champion, you can put top spin on the, um, on the table tennis side. You can, uh, do backhand moves and all of these sophisticated, realistic, um, very, um, what's the word? Very true to life um, uh, things, emotions that things you can't you could, really do. Things no, you but, couldn't do in real life that you could do in video games, but at real life challenge difficulty levels. <laughs> well, exactly. I think I think, uh, uh, for example, the table tennis game. I think actually, if you're good at that game, you'd probably be decent at uh, just normal ten- table tennis. So, but I don't want to. I don't want us to sort of diss on the weed too much because they did, oh, no. after all. You know, start this movement, and it does I mean, yeah. deserve some credit for that. So, yeah. regardless of what, regardless of how the, what perceived advancements we're seeing with the Sony or with Natal, the, Nintendo was there first, and that's still pretty impressive. Oh it was, yeah, it was a huge risk. So it is nobody. Nobody's going to be knocking Nintendo off of their off of their uh, mountaintop for a Absolutely. long time. This is like oh, going yeah, up sales, against World of Warcraft. Wise. Yeah, this is going up against World of Warcraft here. This is it's not going to happen. Right, right. I mean, you can uh, cut into, you can cut into the current market, but Nintendo at this point has a huge backlog of of just incredible sales, and it's just gonna. If they would they would have to stop completely selling a single Wii for at least half a year to even be considered uh, to even see a change in the overall console race this this generation. I mean, they are Actually, so far if, ahead if, at this if point. If they stopped selling Wiis for half a year, I think their sales would increase because when they start selling them again, it's gonna go True. Down. Yeah. True. So, <laughs> so for uh, but, a brief moment, PlayStation could uh, PlayStation or Xbox could have the lead place until we start selling uh, until Nintendo starts selling Wii's again. But it's like, it's like that South Park episode where Cartman owns the uh, uh, the the park thing, the uh, with the carousels and all that stuff. Ah, yes, the uh, supply yes. plant. The yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Always uh, go but, for South Park for the metaphors, man. Always go for <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I think I think one thing is is uh, is kind of certain. Nintendo has been um, Nintendo has been known for pushing the medium. Uh, gosh, how do I want to say it? Nintendo has been really kind of known for pushing the medium forward. You know. But, uh, ah, no, no. Oh, come now, come uh, up now. Un- up until this generation, how was the GameCube or or Nintendo sixty four? Any no. Those I mean, two were the only ones that didn't, but the NES was groundbreaking. Even the SNES was groundbreaking as well. Like, honestly, the uh, the N64, the only bad decision by it was going on cartridge instead of disc-based, but, you know. And the controller. The controller I, honest, crap. I enjoyed the controller, to be honest with You're you. You're insane. I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to say this. I mean, I think if we're giving credit that way, I actually do think Sony deserves more of a, you know, because they basically made DVD happen and made CD happen. Um, I don't th- yeah, I don't think this is a tangent we want to go off of, though. Yeah. Okay, but, but anyway, what, what I guess I'm trying to say is, like, Nintendo clearly has 
um, forged ahead with with the Wii. They have clearly Absolutely. made the path for everybody else, yes. but but they don't seem to be very concerned about refining what they've created. You know, um, so at this point, I think what they did with Wii Motion Plus, I think. A lot of gamers diss that as being what the Wii should have been doing from the start. And I think that's right. But, I mean, they've got to be working on something, right? They've got to be tinkering with some sort of new interface. And we've oh, seen the yeah. whole, uh, you know, um, heartbeat monitor and all that. But The vitality sensor. Yeah, yeah vitality sensor. But i I, I got to think that their next system is also going to do something big because... I think they've learned their lesson that if they take the chance, it might pay off hugely for sure. them. So, uh, yeah. But keep in mind, I was laughing raucously with everyone else at the E3 audience when the Vitality Sensor came up, but I was also laughing with my parents when the DS was first announced because we were all playing on Palm Pilots and we didn't think that would sell. I also laughed when the Wii was first announced. So you can you, you uh, people laugh at Nintendo, but they still go out and buy their shit. So, I mean, mm. uh, you can't really underscore Nintendo this generation. Everything they've practically done has been a monumental success. Yep. So, um, so, I mean, they don't, ha- they don't have to evolve the medium every single time they do it. They'll still make a lot of money, and I think that's their main goal right now. Why try to push the, uh, why try to push the envelope they already gotten so much cash from? And yeah. something they've done right is that they have really pushed this whole peripheral gaming thing. And Absolutely. what we're seeing now with Move and Natal, uh, Natal is that, what, my, I mean, they're not really positioning these things as peripherals. It's more like a new console, a console relaunch, as they've yeah. said so fondly so many times. Uh, so, I, know, I mean, we'll have to wait and see which method pays out the more, but it'll be interesting to see at least. I, I don't know, guys. I think, I think we are definitely giving Nintendo way too little credit in this situation. Like, I, I when I, when I said that they don't, they're not really worried about refining their, their product or what they got, it's because they really don't need to, you yeah, know? That's, that's what I said. It's, you don't really... it's like, of all time, the top 20 console games of all time, like going back to when consoles first came out, the first two right now are We Play and then We Fit, you know? And then number four is... Uh, uh, no. Well, yes. I think, I think still Super Mario is, is the... I'm, nope. I'm sorry, my friend. It is nope. not. We play, um, we yeah. fit. Non-bundled. Non-bundled games. You can't count bundled games. Okay, well then, we fit. No, I mean, no, I mean, you're still right. We play and we sports. That's still, um, we, we play and we fit. That still works. Yeah, but even after that, Mario Kart Wii is in the top five. Like, the top, okay, here, here are the top, uh, well, I'll go top ten real quick. We play, we fit, Nintendogs, Super Mario, new Super Mario Brothers, the DS one, uh, Mario Kart Wii, Pokemon Red, Green, and Blue, uh, Brain Age, Super Mario Brothers 3, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, and then Grand Theft Auto San Andreas for the PS2. So the top nine top-selling games of all time period are all Nintendo titles. That's gigantic. They could literally crap out their next console, and they will have enough money to live for a long time. Absolutely, no doubt. That's not the... That's not really the claim here, but I don't. I think we're still. Um, I don't think really the market's focused on Nintendo right now, and I think they're just quietly taking, let, letting the, let, uh, quietly taking a step back and seeing what these two guys uh, do with uh, Microsoft and Sony. I think that's what needs to be done right now. I mean, hmm. that's where my attention's focused, and I think at this point it looks like Natal is set for greater sales. Oh, totally. Um, yes. Well, I, I think I what what. 
you know, to your point about Nintendo, that, that, that they're just sitting back, back and watching what's happening, I think that's what Sony's been doing for a while. And what they've, I mean, with the move and everything, it's basically a halfway between Natal and uh, the Wiimote. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's a smart middle point that'll probably work really well, but I don't think it's going to sell really well. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think Microsoft is definitely going to... Um Definitely going to be appealing to more people. Um, Sony has this really bad habit of marketing to the entirely wrong crowd. Yeah, preaching to the choir. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, they market to us, the people who are already going to be buying their product. I think the mm-hmm. first effort that they really did in a long time to reach more people was the It Only Does Everything commercial set. Yeah, the Dear PlayStation set with uh, Ken Butler, who's all, who's amazing. I love yeah. Ken Butler. He's, yeah. he's hilarious. Yeah. And that, yeah, great marketing push by Sony, but that's the first in this generation practically. And that's that's really bad in terms of marketing. I mean, just think of how many how many times we've ragged on them deservedly for their mistakes. I mean, see, yeah. you, is I there mean, a way that you with, can see with with the marketing? PS2 as well? What Sony did with with all the marketing is they they really preached to the choir and they you know they went over sophisticated with all their ads and mm-hmm. you know uh, I mean you could sit there and analyze their uh, this is uh, living ads. <laughs> and you know, find find all kind kinds of strange theories and answers and stuff like that. But that's not what sells a product, and that's really their problem. They're these uh, really. I think they're elitists, basically. And, <laughs> and, easily, and, and yeah. last and last generation, that was a good thing. They marketed to the core, and every single pro- core player in the world practically went and bought a PlayStation. The market has changed since then, and yeah. Sony hasn't. That's the problem. Yeah. So um. To, uh, but how do you guys think that they could market move? Is it just simply attaching Ken Butler with a um, PlayStation Move controller? Or what, what kind of marketing push can you guys see for these two new devices as they come out later this year? Uh, first off, first off, do do exactly what you said. Uh, do that uh, it only does everything ads. Do a couple of them for the move. Uh, and then go on talk shows. Do what Microsoft has done and go on Jimmy Kimmel and all that stuff. And, you know, present and show people how the product works. Not just in a 30-second ad, but in a 10-minute segment. You know? That's right. Um, Microsoft had um, had a segment on Jimmy Fallon before they even were demoing it. Um, it was just after E3. I mean, they've been... Mm-hmm. They, they hit the ground early. They hit the pavement right off the bat. So that's, yeah. pretty, that's pretty impressive. So that's why I think that, you know, they're already starting that marketing bush. And I just don't think... I don't even think there's any sort of level of competition right now. Sony's going to really need to push it out, even though they have, you know, a couple months after Natal's launch. They're really going to need to – I haven't seen anything really surprising yet, so they're going to need to pump it out quickly if they ever hope to have sales this Christmas. Yeah. Yep. I, You know what I'm really worried about, and, and I don't know why I'm worried about this, but – you know this is just going to be creating a whole new generation of stupid console wars. You know, for the moment, the console war between the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360 seems to have calmed itself a little bit down. Don't jinx it, don't, don't I, jinx it I, man. I know, I know, but I'm just so afraid that people are just, we're just going to be hearing fanboys on forums everywhere and going to be like, oh, the tell so much better than, than uh, you know, the move. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Buy the one that you yeah. want to play and just freaking play it. And, and I don't, from, I don't from really the sign... From the side of the the, the developers and the uh, or Sony itself and Microsoft itself, I don't think they have that much invested in this. Certainly not as much as they would in a new PlayStation or Xbox 360. I think this is something they're trying out, and they're going to put money behind it in 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 both games and 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 marketing. 
But I don't think it'll be a big deal to them, a really big deal, if this fails for them. I don't know. I don't I see think, them taking that chance. I think Microsoft is going to be putting a lot of money behind this, because we haven't really heard many whispers about a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox, whatever they're going to name their next one. I think they are going to be doing this, because both of these devices um, are going to uh, you know, artificially lengthen the, the oh, yeah. lifespan of both of these consoles. At least yes. by three years. This At is least. this is their way of not introducing new hardware into a market that they can't. You can't introduce new hardware in a recession market. It right. does not happen. I mean, right. yeah, it's recovering in most sectors, but you. Uh, it's just it's basic business. They're not going to do that. And I mean, with least, this with with this generation of consoles, I don't think we're going to see the eight year lifespan. I think we're going to see the fifteen year lifespan. So I hope so. I do. I hope so. Um, I think. What we're going to be seeing for both of these things is going to be, um, at first we're going to be seeing a lot of casual games, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, um, but I, I don't think we're going to be seeing any, I, I would like to see some Twitch gaming with it, but we're not going to be seeing much Twitch gaming with it, and it's because of these uh, reported you know, uh, delays in reaction time between what the person does and what actually happens on screen that, that keeps that kind of thing from happening. Well, that was actually strange, because if you watched a press conference Sony had, they had some games that seemed almost one-to-one, but then stuff like the motion fighter game, sort of, that was sort of disconnected. But hey, keep in mind, the, this is still pre-alpha footage. So, right, yes, yeah, right. um, Natal is further along, even if, in its demo structure at this point. Sony's still playing catch-up. I mean, how long do we have between the Natal launch and the PlayStation launch? I think at least two months? Something like that. Yeah. Which one is first, actually? Natal. Okay. And Atal, I can guarantee you, is going to be introduced at a cheaper price point than the PlayStation Move controllers. From what I hear of PlayStation right now, they have bundles, and the cheapest one um, is just a controller, and that's probably going to be 30 bucks. But if you want to get a controller and, you know, the sub-controller and a game... They, and a they, camera? Yeah. The only the only price point they gave you were, was under $100. That means it's going to be ninety nine ninety nine or something that's, like that. That's that's still pretty good, though. I mean, well, you get the camera. Hear, yeah, the camera is all... Already like fifty bucks, right? And a game is—I mean, if they sell sell the game standalone, it's at least going to be twenty bucks, and uh, and well, that, the, uh, the controller is going to be thirty bucks. So yeah, that's where I think Natal is good because you have the, the uh, you have the camera and the controller in essence p- packaged into one product, and they can sell that without games. Just um, you know, they can probably introduce that at a cheaper than fifty dollar price point. That's what you know, Pactor and other financial analysts have predicted, and I think that's pretty accurate. I think. Yeah. If, they're going to get it out quickly. They're going to get it out cheap, and they're probably going to go digital download for a lot of their stuff with it. And that's probably. I the mean, move. if if you know, if you read up on the move, the move is a very complex piece of technology. Oh yeah. Uh, it has a yeah. lot of things in it. It has uh, accelerometers, uh, gy- uh, gyroscopes. It has. It, it even has a magnet. Uh, what's it? Uh, magnet something 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 that senses <laughs> its position. That senses the controller's position in on Earth. So yeah, it's it's pretty complex. Whereas the Natal, it's basically two cameras and in infrared sensor. Uh, three, That's three cameras. And you're really underselling the Natal technology now, but um, no, but no, but comparatively, point, I mean, the, it can be yeah, it can be understood. The, the point is that Natal is mainly software based. Yes. Yes, and um, and Move isn't. Move is very very much hardware based. And Boy, that sounds. That sounds just like the launch of the PlayStation 3 and the and the 360. 360 <laughs> had a huge lineup, but the PlayStation 3 had bigger balls than all you know all the other consoles out there. So, 
uh, we will see who makes the the more correct move in the end, I suppose. <laughs> and and given and given our previous uh, just the previous moves taken in this generation, I'm still saying Microsoft by a mile. Just unless Sony is going to have to surprise everyone if they're yeah. going to want success. All right, at least so. So, okay, so we got the we and we got the move. Microsoft needs to come up with a name that we can use in a sentence. <laughs> uh, I can't think of anything. Pre-Natal Care? Yeah, I was, I was like, I was like, oh, pre-Natal Care? I don't know, man. I don't know. I'll tell you what, though. It, it will make for some pretty badass uh, online gaming if they can get the cameras and stuff to sync up. Could you imagine playing, like, a you know a Guitar Hero or a Rock Band game with somebody else, you know, who lives somewhere else? If you were playing the drums and they're playing the guitar, but you still appear on each other's screens in place where your, you know, camera spot should be, I think that'd be a lot of damn fun. I'd love to play Air Guitar Hero in the tall. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. Plus, I think both of these people need to really market a Skype-like application where, you know, little girl can be talking to her grandma and Poughkeepsie, you know, through... I don't, a... see, I don't see why it has to be Skype-like. Just get Skype. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. PSP already has Skype. I mean, this is going to be basic stuff. I mean, they're going to have yeah. Facebook, Twitter, Skype, everything. I mean, yep. that's, 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 a, that's a non-issue at that point. That's an inevitability. Also, think... Sony. Also, Sony. Give me Spotify. What? Alex. Yeah, you guys are from America, so you don't know what it is, but it's a free music uh, distribution system. Ah, I see. We but, call that the Pirate the Bay. We call, bleh, we call that the Pirate Bay. <laughs> no, no, this is legal. Ah. Oh, okay. It's basically streaming <laughs> sure, music sure. with ads every, uh, between every five songs or something. Oh, that's Pandora for us. Oh, okay. Sure. But, okay, one of the, uh, one of the um, advantages, I think, Move will have above Natal, I think, at this point, is it's going to get more and uh, more of its core products with Move compatibility out sooner. Because hmm. Sony Sony has already been discussing looking at all of their properties that are coming out that are already in development and are going to be going into development. Can it use Move? And probably a lot of them are going to be stupid, you know, tacked on controls, but they're going to be getting those recognizable names out sooner. I can probably guarantee it. Hmm, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Mops, uh, let's, uh, let's hear your your actual overall predictions for the two of them, and then we'll do Gavin your overall predictions for the two of them, and then we'll uh, we'll bang it out of here. Bang it out of here. <laughs> bang. So uh, yeah, I think the I think Natal is probably going to sell more. I think we can all pretty much agree on that, just because it's a little more uh, interesting. Uh, it's 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 uh, you know no controller at all. Um, and I think I'll, I'll probably enjoy Move more as a gamer, but I'll be more interested by Intel, if that makes sense. Uh, so I, I, I can't wait to try them out, basically. I do think that, you know, uh, this is something that's going to have a slow start. Uh, I think this is the kind of thing that will build momentum, just as we basically did. Um, and, I mean, we'll have to see, but... I'm guessing that in a year or two, we'll have so many games supporting motion gaming. Because I really do think, and if you read my article, that's that should be up on the site. I really do think that motion gaming is the future, and and that we're we're not gonna you know bother too much uh, with with genres that can't be done in motion gaming. Because I do think that they'll be left behind no. in some fashion if they can't be converted somehow. Yeah. 
All right, Gavin, your final wow. thoughts. Wow, what a, what a Borg view view of the future. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Also, how you still assimilate. Also, brain <laughs> chips for controlling of the games. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I think it's pretty obvious where Natal sits, being that it was named the best new technology by Time or something before it was even released to the public. I think it's got the gimmick crowd. I think it's got the mainstream press. I think it's going to be the hottest selling new product. This holiday season, I think it's going to get the sales this first year. I think Sony's going to take a little bit longer. I think they're going to be, have a sort of middling, maybe a little bit high of a um, holiday season. They're probably going to get harder next summer. And because by that time, they're going to be able to get their recognizable faces out, and they're going to get them with motion controls. I think uh, Natal's going to mu- go much more in terms of the ca- – uh, much more immediately of the casual crowd with the digital downloads, um, games, just fun little distractions, and they're going to take a little bit longer – to get those main names out, but they're going to do it as well. I think Sony has that advantage in the long run, but I definitely think Natal has the initial advantage, and if Microsoft can keep the momentum, which I think it's entirely possible, I think it's going to be hard to beat at this point. Yeah. Well, um, I, I can't... Uh... I can't express probably enough about how probably everybody on staff is kind of excited about playing one or or to the other of these uh, of yeah. these uh, you know things. I, I think it's it's going to be showing bright things for the future once we get past you know just being able to develop just kiddie kind of games for it. Once once they start developing games more for the adult crowd, we'll be we'll be happy um, you know about this stuff. But um, anyway, that should about wrap it up for us this week. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, be sure to check out the site for uh, Mats's uh, our. Uh, feature about uh about motion gaming and um come on back next week thanks everybody yahoo you're all clear kid